0: It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference.
1: friends welcome back to beyond the building i'm Laura Perino I'm with Debbie Kiever today and we are just so grateful that you're with us as we are in our series this month in October called Unmasked. We've been having a great time looking at the word of God and seeing honestly how many people Individuals in the word of God are just like us, right? They either are uh, having masks removed to show them who they really are or, wow, sometimes they're having masks removed so that they can see clearly. I spend a lot of time on airplanes uh, as my husband's a pilot. And one of my favorite things to get on the airplane or take with me on the airplane is the eye mask because I like to sleep on airplanes. And it's funny, as we've been talking about this series Unmasked, I've always just thought about the masks that you can actually see through. Others can't see who you are, but you can see through. But there's also masks out there that cover up all of your vision, right? You can't see what's going on around you. And so really, we're looking at Mary Magdalene's story today. And I think those are the kind of masks that she's wearing. And as we go through this story, I just hope that you will uh, feel like you are walking with us with Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene is one of my uh, all-time favorites. And I love her story. I just want you to come into this today recognizing that there are masks that keep us from seeing Jesus clearly. That's our title today, Seeing Jesus Clearly. There are masks that keep us from seeing Jesus clearly. And when those masks are removed, we have the opportunity to see him in uh, another aspect of who he is. But as we see him more clearly, The beautiful thing about the way that God works is, wow, as we see him more clearly, we also get a truer picture of ourselves. So as we take this journey today with Mary Magdalene, uh, let's just keep our focus there. We're going to watch her experience Jesus more clearly. We're going to see her come to know herself better. And we're going to do the same thing with us.
0: Laura had an experience um, with like uh, with my, my glasses this past weekend down the beach, I didn't realize with the humidity and the salt in the air that there was a film that had developed on the outside of my sunglasses. And I was literally looking at myself in a mirror and with my sunglasses on and thinking, gosh, my, I just don't look right. Like something just looks off on my face. And then I realized that I had to remove this outer layer of salty Stuff mm. that was sticking to my glasses, and as I removed that layer or that mask on my glasses, behold, my face actually looked normal. And uh, <laughs> I thought I, I, thought I had just I just looked like a pasty color, like I wasn't quite right, and I was confused because I felt okay. But it's so true when you when you remove that mask through which you're looking at life, you turn around and you realize um, that I'm not the person that I thought I was and, and Mary Magdalene and you and myself, we have stories about how God has revealed his true nature to us versus what other people have kind of tried to slap on, you know, our understanding or the enemy, right. He was always trying to cover things up. And, and when he has removed those layers, those masks, then we walked in more freedom because we were starting to understand the uh, the value that we had and the importance that we that Jesus holds us in His own heart, Mary Magdalene absolutely went through that change. I mean, I think she's like the the favorite person right now. Everybody who's watching Chosen is yes. following along. She's like the <laughs> she's the the big item that everybody's talking about. But I I love how Jesus, his heart towards women, he came to break down those walls. Culturally, at the time, women were not considered of tremendous value, you know, in in ministry. And Jesus breaks that off, especially through the life of Mary. So we're going to be looking today um, with some, there are aspects of Mary Magdalene that you may say, well, I don't quite relate to her story. But in some other areas, I bet you're going to say those pieces of of her life that I can understand. We look in uh, Luke 8. Let's just pick up in verse 1. I'll read a couple scriptures here. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The 12 were with him and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out, and Joanna, the wife of Shuza, and met the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many others. And these women were helping to support them out of their own means.
1: Wow, that's a pretty huge passage there, Deb. There's so many things as you're reading that that just jump out to me. There were so many women. I love the fact you talk about the fact that Jesus came to break down barriers and many, many women were following but the thing that grabs me in this passage about Mary is that she was delivered from seven demons. She was cured from seven evil spirits, right? The number seven in the Bible uh, is the number of completion. And if she had seven demons, and then seven demons were no longer there, if seven is the number of completion, then that means that before she had an encounter with Jesus, she was completely bound, right? Seven's completion, seven went in, she was completely bound when she met Jesus. But when seven came out, right, Jesus made her completely free, completely whole. And it just reminds me as we're going to look at her journey and how masks are going to be taken off of Mary at every step of her journey, there's that first original mask that needs to be removed when we come into a relationship with God. And she has this encounter with Jesus and she is completely made whole. If we are in relationship with God, then we have had that mask removed. Because like you said, we may not have all been completely uh, bound in the way that her story goes, but we have been completely walking in a way without Jesus, right? But when he comes and he removes that first mask, we get to see him as the one who sets us free. And so that's, that's the beginning of our story too, just like Mary's first mask off. Wow. Wow. He sets us free. We come into relationship with him. And that is just the beginning of the story.
0: Laura, that is so true. I mean, unmasking is a process. I think of that scripture that says that if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. and, And that's the spirit part of us that's been made new. You know, his spirit comes and lives inside of us. But we have mindsets, you know, ways of thinking, ways of responding, ways of viewing ourselves that for me, I'm 54, it's been 54 years in the making. And, you know, it, it doesn't just drop off right away. These are those masks that we don't realize they're masks quite yet. But as he begins to do this work on the inside of us, and it starts to extend itself out into the way we speak and into the way we handle our relationships. And it's a process. And The more we surrender to him, the more we Pursue him, and the more we study his word to see what is true, and the more we invite his spirit to speak truth to us, layer after layer begins to be exposed that, hey, this doesn't line up with who you are on the inside. And it reveals the masks that need to come off. It's a process. Now, when do you finally get to the place where you're fully unmasked? I would say heaven. You know, Mm -hmm. when we see him face to face and we see him for who he truly is with no, um, like no uh, misconceptions on our end. And that point we're going to see ourselves in our completeness of the way he truly sees us. But the longer you walk with him and you're faithful to continue to study the word and listen to him, he does identify like a lie to truth and it's one layer at a time, one mask At a time. And you start walking with greater confidence because you just know um, with more clarity who he is and how he sees you.
1: What you just said, it kind of gets me um, excited to anticipate uh, what mask he might take off next. You know, we come to these places with Jesus, and I think it's just exciting, honestly, that if we're not going to get that final mask removed until heaven, then there are still masks to be removed. And if I'm in a relationship with Jesus right now and I know him at this level at this moment, there is still more for me to know. And so I think that's great because it's just a process. And the more we follow him, the more we see him in different uh, ways as he continues to reveal. And I think that's really what it goes to with Mary's story and in our story too, because she was set completely free and then she started following him. She's walking with him and she's talking with him and she's growing in relationship with him. And in every part of her following, she's going to see him in a new way. A mask is going to be removed and he is revealing himself in to her in a new way. Now, if you know about, you know, as we follow Mary Magdalene through the new Testament with Jesus, the first place that she follows him, I just love this picture. I love how gentle Jesus is with us because the first place that she follows him is through Galilee. I've been to the Sea of Galilee. It's beautiful. There's rolling hills. So I'm kind of just picturing her, you know, going up hills and down hills, We know the story in Galilee while people were following Jesus, they were getting healed, they were becoming whole. You know, she went to the high places and she went to the low places, the green places and the dry places. Sometimes you can kind of picture maybe she was a little bit tired as she was climbing up the hill. And sometimes, you know, maybe it was a little windy on the Sea of Galilee where the storms were. But you can kind of see in every step that she was following him in this kind of gentle place with rolling hills and people being healed. She is seeing and learning to follow him up, you know, small inclines down into small valleys. Uh, She's seeing him as her provider and the healer. She's seeing him as someone who has compassion on the one and compassion on the masses. She's starting to have this next mask removed where she's saying, I'm starting to see Jesus more clearly He is a caring, kind, compassionate God, full of love and mercy for people. You know, we could go back to that Old Testament word has said, like, she is seeing him for who he really is as she follows him in this gentle place as she just meets him.
0: He does the same thing with us, Laura. I mean, I think of the the gentle hills. These are the days that things are going pretty smoothly. Um, And his promise is that if you seek me, in those places with all your heart, you're going to find me. If you call to me, I'll answer you. And his promise is that now that I belong to him, I'm his sheep. He's my shepherd. I can hear his voice, Amen. but I just need to be pursuing that. I need to be asking Him, like, where are you in the midst of this? It's almost like, um, I remember when I would walk with the boys in a place that was rather crowded, like an amusement park or something, I would just um, be all I would always be using my voice, stay right here, stay right here. I would use my hand to guide them back, hand on their shoulder, hold their hand, eye contact. You need to stay where you can see me. It's this constant connection while we're going through places that you could get lost things that you could get squished you know a crowd like at disney world or something and, and i feel like he does the same thing for us he's like he's always calling to us and he wants us to always be looking for him and and listening for how he wants to speak to us and as we go through the easy times he will allow us to go into some of those valleys those really really hard places and i I don't know about you, Laura, but when I think of where have some of my most intimate encounters with God, learning really what he's about, you know, pulling the mask off of, of what is God's power like and what is his compassion truly look like? What is his comfort look like? It has not been when things have been easy. It's I've really, I've clung onto those experiences in the hard with him because that's where the masks have really come off i have not had there's a mask you could wear that says i'm just alone and he's like nope you're not alone i'm proving to you that i'm here i think it's you you can experience that in a relationship with a friend you know friends that never have bumpy rides don't really um test their friendship it's when there's been the hard that's when we're going to see if this is truly a friend and i think that he has proven himself in those hard places to us in such a fresh way and the mask comes off that says you know is he still present when things are bad does Mm -hmm. he still love me does he still have a plan and it's at those places that he speaks so profoundly
1: absolutely and that's that's exactly where she's walking next as she follows jesus because you know from galilee if we if we follow the path that jesus is taking he's going to go to jerusalem and what i love about this part of the story is you know jesus does not specifically there are definitely times where he says to his disciples this is the road i'm taking like this is going to lead to something unexpected there is going to be a death and but don't worry there's going to be a resurrection too but as she's walking to jerusalem following him there uh You know, she did. She had no idea. I think there's moments where we're following Jesus into unexpected things, unexpected places. And sometimes it looks like everything's just going to be one way. And then all of a sudden life changes and we're going to find ourselves in an unexpected place. And that's that's really where Mary's going. They get to Jerusalem. And, you know, Jesus is celebrated. This is right before his crucifixion, but it's Palm Sunday and Jesus is celebrated. She sees people, uh, you know, waving palm branches before him and celebrating him like a king. And so here is like another mask coming off that she's getting to see him more clearly. This compassionate, kind healer is she's kind of going, well, he's compassionate and kind. And now I'm seeing that he is a king, the king, but a king of a different kingdom. And I think she's kind of going, this is different because I've never seen a king on earth who's actually compassionate and kind. Again, like another mask removed and she wants more. And so sadly, you know, for for Mary in this moment, not knowing where she was gonna go, the tables turned. And uh, wow, things start to get scary, the heat gets turned up with the religious leaders. And we know that the story doesn't go the way that she necessarily thinks that the story is going to go. We all find ourselves in that season of disappointment sometimes. And yet in those seasons of disappointment, another mask uh, is uncovered and we get to know him more. Now, we also started out this uh, episode by saying, the more we get to know him, the more we know ourselves. And I think that one of the things that pops up here is the more we get to know him in these hard places, um, our own desires and our own interests and our intents and purposes, Deb, I think they start to kind of fade away. The more masks come off and we see Jesus more and more clearly, the more we realize that some of the things that we might have been living for don't really line up with the one that we are uh, coming to understand. And so we start to submit our desires to him more, uh, things might get a little more tense in our life, but we come to that place where we don't want the world's ways anymore, right? We want to see clearly with the word of truth.
0: Laura, I think of this journey that Jesus is taking Mary on in order to pull off those masks. And he takes her to a place that very few were able to stay there. It was at the foot of the cross We know that Mary Magdalene and his mother, Mary, I mean, that blows my mind right there. The mother of Jesus and John were at the foot of the cross. And we say that casually, but something struck me. I I don't, I, I remember watching the passion in the movie theater and it was all I could do to look at the screen. And did you ever see it? Did you ever see that movie? I have not. What was your reason for not seeing it?
1: Um, I don't know, Deb, if I, uh, I've never felt like I was able to watch it, honestly, just because when I read it in the Bible, uh, when I put myself there in the word, thinking it through, it is uh, so overwhelming
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: uh, visually, I understand the significance, but I have never been able to take myself to that place. And yet that's where he took Mary.
0: Yeah. You know, she's literally, and she loved him. Yeah, you know, she yeah. was so grateful to him and, and yet she didn't have the option of only reading scripture, right? Absolutely. Instead of watching, instead of watching a child's version of the crucifixion all the yep. way up to the passion, she, she was living it. Yep. She was living it. And when I, I think of that, what a hard place to be led to, to be part of, and yet in that place. She saw love and she experienced love like she had never experienced before because love gives itself up completely for another person. That is the hardest place she had ever been. And yet in that place, all the sin that she, you know, if she ever had a thought, maybe Jesus didn't quite forgive me. He went to the eighth degree to shed blood for her sins. And she saw it.
1: She smelled
0: it. She was part of it. Yep, And I think, why was she, why did the intensity of her devotion even increase beyond that? Because she had been to that place, the hardest place where if she had any question remaining of what does love look like, she would have no more questions after that.
1: Absolutely. I mean, she saw him as this next mask was removed. You know, she had seen him as kind and compassionate and then the king. And now she's seeing him as like one who would give everything for her. And I just, that's just a whole new dimension. But it is the the hard place really that we walk, the deep, deep, painful places that we walk that uh, God does allow uh, the next mass to come off so that we would see him as our savior. We would see him as our rescuer. We would see him as the one who would give everything for us. And when I think about this season in Mary's life where she is at the cross in this like the deepest pl- the deepest place of her wounding that she's experienced uh in this season of walking Jesus with Jesus my my mind just goes back to when my dad passed uh which was almost 12 years ago now and just um that was for me uh my hardest place my uh I hadn't experienced loss like that before and I definitely uh, went into a a very, very significant uh, sadness for a very long time. And in that place, while I was uh, very, very deep in grief, um, I do know that there were pretty some pretty significant moments uh, in my most painful place through the tears and the why and uh, the missing, the deep missing, that Jesus met me uh with a love that I hadn't experienced in the past. And while I certainly did not want to walk that road, um you know, I would wish that that road had been different and that I would have been able to experience the love of Jesus in a different way, but the truth is sometimes we aren't going to understand that love that he has for us without going through the the valley of the shadow of death right? Because we get to know our shepherd better as he takes us through and boy, the shepherd loved the sheep enough to take them through the valley of the shadow of death. Uh, and I just definitely experienced, I feel like a mask was taken off and any place of pain that I'm in now, uh, or in the future, I've, I've come to know him as the one who loves me deeply in my painful places. And it's, it's been a change. It's been life-changing.
0: I think the hardest place, um, Laura, where I experienced that his love was not based on conditions of me excelling in some area was back in my breakdown at age 22. I mean, I have shared my testimony, I think, in our first month of podcasts over a year ago. And that was a place where the masks that I was wearing, I literally had pictures of like masks that I would wear. Um, that were all performance oriented. They were all, he will love me if I do A, B, and C, or or try to present this way, try to be perfect, try to achieve and accomplish. and, And those are all inaccurate. And he had me removing layer upon layer of things that I was trying to impress him with, When I came down, I had nothing left. Like I felt like all my masks that I had been hiding behind, he exposed, he pulled them off. And and what was left was the Heavenly Father looking at me and saying, my love for you starts right there with the woman I see in front of me that I created in my own image. You can't do anything, Debbie, to impress me, to make me love you more. And you can't mess up to cause me to love you less. And that was... That was a really scary place because when you've been hiding for so long, you know, to be um, exposed like that, that's really scary. Mm-hmm. And yet it's in that scary place that it's almost like he rebuilt the foundation of what my understanding was and, and set me free.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and that, that, you know, I, when I start, when I do tell the whole story, I, I get joked up. Why? Because it's still fresh, you know. It's still it, it's um, releasing to be able to see His love for me, uh, what motivates Him to love me, and then the freedom for me to be able to see myself through His eyes. But you got to go to that hard place to yep. really, to really be able to unmasking, right? To the place you don't want to look at, yep. Yep. in order to be able to have Him reveal that to your heart.
1: Yep. Well, Mary's story doesn't stop there, and many, many, we talked about the fact that only three people uh, followed Jesus to the cross, right? You just you just shared that. The next morning, we find uh, Mary Magdalene, one of those three, uh, kept following, and I think that this is just a, a huge point. When we can follow him past our disappointed places, past our places of pain and suffering— Uh, When we've met him in those deep places and we still follow him, another mask is going to be removed and we're going to see him more clearly again because the next morning it looked like the story was over. It looked like Jesus was dead and gone. Mary Magdalene kept following Jesus, even though she thought the story was over because she went to the tomb where his body was. Man, she was broken. She was hurting. And yet she kept following. There's, I mean, you can just hear this, right? She just kept following, even in a broken place. She came upon the gardener, so she thought. Uh, And in John 20, verse 11, it starts out by saying, Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. We've all been there. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been. One was at the head. The other was at the foot. And they asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they've put him. At this, she turned around and, and just just listen to this with the masks, right? She saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't realize that it was Jesus, right? She has another mask on, something not allowing her to see clearly. And he asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Now she has followed Jesus. She (laughs) knows Jesus, right? But all of us put ourselves in this place. We have followed Jesus in this place that we are. We know who he has been to us up until this moment that we're in. There's more... That we need to know, and so we think he's one way, and, and here he is. And Jesus says to her, Mary, and she turned toward him. And we could we could say about her story and our story, another mask was removed, and she cried out in Aramaic, "Roboni," which means teacher. Jesus called her name, and when she heard him call her name, the final mask in the sad part of her story came off and she could see clearly she saw him as powerful. She saw him as one who defeated the grave and death. And yet she saw him as one who is personal. And I love that because he conquered death and he called her name. She Mm. saw him now. Not only are you compassionate and kind and my savior and the King, but you are all powerful. And at the same time, You know who I am. And that just brings me back around to my story with my dad, Deb, because I feel like, honestly, coming out of that grief on the other side, I remember very specifically a moment I had It had been probably a little bit over a year where I was struggling with this grief. I had forced myself to go to the Y that day. I did not want to go. I preferred to just, you know, stay in bed or, do something quiet at home. And I forced myself to go to the Y I went to the Y and my blood started pumping again and I started exercising again. And I went out in the car and I put down the visor and looked at myself in the mirror. My hair was drenched with sweat. My face was bright red, no makeup on. And I smiled at myself in the mirror. And I felt God saying to me, you're back. You're alive. That season was over you're in a new season now, you're healthy and you're whole. And it was like another mask was taken off. I had lived for such a long time with that mask still on, experiencing that grief. But there was that moment that day that I will always go back to where that mask was removed. I saw myself in a new light and I saw him as someone powerful enough to rescue me from my dark place and personal enough to speak to me at the end of the dark place and call me into another level of life. Like when we follow him past our difficult places, he's gonna bring us through. We're gonna see him as powerful, personal, and just like Mary, we're gonna see ourselves in a new way because God uses those times to advance us in the kingdom as we take those masks off, or maybe even he removes those masks as we come out of our dark season.
0: I, I'm i thinking of how God was working in you and back with my moment where the masks came off that I'm loved just for who I am, that I can't earn his love, I can't lose his love. So that was a profound moment. But then he allowed me to experience over that next year, a couple, um, just like you might say, loser moments, you know, where you're really, really messed up or you, something was very embarrassing that made you look really foolish. And it was in those moments that right away, he reminded me that the circumstances that I was walking through didn't define who I was or how he loved me. So the, the mask came off, but then he allowed me to go through some experiences to just reinforce, mm. remember, you're not looking at yourself like you used to. That's and right. and, it, and each time something would happen, it actually got me to the point where I could laugh through it mm. because the old me would have been looking for a closet to go run and hide in. And instead I was walking in the freedom that he had really, that he had died for. Mm. And we just don't see it unless we're willing to follow him Amen. when he, when he is leading us or meeting us in those hard places don't just don't just run from him at those times in fact run to him yes because when we follow him even if it's going into the hard there is something he wants to reveal to us about himself in that hard place yes. that's going to really help us for the rest of our lives in, in our relationships not only with him but with each other and so i'm glad i'm glad for some of those experiences i mean i wouldn't sit here and go oh i can't wait for the next really yucky time right right because you know that there will be you know that there will be times like that, but he has shown me that he's faithful, that he's present, that his, that he was willing to go to the eighth degree for me. He's not going to abandon me, you know, as I go forward. Amen. And
1: I, it just gives me a different confidence Amen. to be able to continue to follow him. Absolutely. You know, we just have to keep following and all those master removed. And it really does. I think I said it earlier. It makes me say, wow, God. What's the next mask that's going to be removed? Yeah. You know, because if I get to see you more clearly. That's truly the desire I've learned in my following with Jesus. I know you have too, and I'm sure our listeners have. The more we follow, the more we want to follow, the more we see him, the more we want to see him, the more we experience time with him, the more time we want to spend with him. And so this just makes me feel a whole lot like Mary Magdalene today, (laughs) like someone who has walked the road. Jesus has been uh, the one that I have followed this whole way and uh, truly, truly grateful for the goodness of God, as we follow him through these seasons. You kind of ask the
0: question. So at what point is, does the road end, you know, when are there no more valleys? When are there no more mountaintops? And the answer is simply when we arrive in heaven, we will see him face to face in all his glory and, yep. and we'll understand truly who he is at that point. And then all the questions that we really have about ourselves, I don't think are going to be such a big deal anymore. That's right. You know, that may be a big deal to us on this side of heaven, but once we get there, uh, we're going to be like, oh, if I had only seen myself, you know, if I had only seen him for who he really is, I would have saved myself a lot of sleepless nights. That's when the final mask will be removed. And speaking of final mask, we have one more (laughs) week, (laughs) one more week in the month of October. And in our month of special guests from the word of God, we've had such fun interviewing kind of. (laughs)
1: That's so funny. I love it.
0: (laughs) I know it. We have, we have two men who met Jesus on the road to Emmaus, although they met him and for almost their entire interaction with him, they didn't realize it was him. And so this is going to be a really profound teaching on how it is possible to uh, be in the presence of God and miss what he's doing Mm. to be in as a Christian. Mm -hmm. to have a relationship with him and yet not really know him intimately. So if you are, especially someone who um, have felt like you've known, you've had a relationship with God for a long time, but you don't understand that word, intimacy with God or the desire, desiring more of God, you know, you're always struggling with what you want versus what he wants. This is gonna be a good podcast for you because we can actually be masked in, in, from intimacy with the father um, while we are in relationship with him, which is just a crazy statement in and of itself. Yeah. But on the the guys on the road to Emmaus, they're our final special guests on this beyond the building podcast. <laughs> and uh, we are looking forward to coming back with you in another week. So thank you for joining us today as we interviewed Mary Magdalene. And uh, <laughs> we look forward to regrouping with you in a week. In the meantime, share this with your friends um, continue to help us as we build this community and we pray for each other. We love doing life with you. So from Laura Prano and Debbie Kiever, we just thank you for being here with us today. Come back in another week and we'll enjoy another time of fellowship. Thanks everybody.
1: God bless you and keep following.
0: We believe that God will use what we share to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us until next time. Remember, you were created for more.